0: Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded Friday, no, Saturday, it's Saturday today. <laughs> it's my Thursday, that's why I get sometimes confused on the days. August 20th, normally payday, but August 20th is on a Saturday, so I get paid Monday. Hmm. So with not a whole lot to do and no money I'll rant for an hour-ish about the state of affairs just watching news for a bit, the mainstream media there's still like there's still this thing of like presenting Donald Trump's aspirations to be president again in 2024 is like a legitimate thing how, how do we like correct that? we need to do that you know like, Donald Trump cannot be president in 2024, like, it it can't be an option, he needs to not be on the ballot, like, if people want to write him in, or whatever, you have that right, but, like, it just needs to not be, basically, eligible, like, we, we gotta, we gotta rein this in somehow, you know, like, that, that's pretty definitive, you know, like, that, Yeah, he was born in the United States, and he has achieved the minimum age, but it's like all he has, you know, that's the only requirements that he's met. But he abused his authority, he's under criminal investigation, the FBI search warrant was legit, it's one of those be careful what you wish for Republican pundits saying, let's release all the information about the search, you know. You're, you're gonna get all the information then uh, maybe their purpose is to try to tamper with the investigation is that what it is or like what's going on there what what are their motivations it's purely say that the wit it's a witch hunt and but then like pretend like you want all the documents released because it'll vindicate your guy but also you kind of know that oh no it's just gonna make him look worse it's gonna be harder to have an unbiased jury because they're already gonna know all the information and stuff were whatever. like it's um, so that's a weird fucking time. That guy's still still to this fucking day on mainstream news, just commanding the spotlight commanding attention and commanding relevance as far as like political viability. I mean, if the news wants to just cover, it's I mean, it's a pretty big thing. Former president is under criminal investigation. And a very legit one that's been working extremely slow and methodically to now it, it had to come to that point. It did all it could to avoid having to go to the full-on search warrant and that kind of thing for that thing. But he's got other stuff going on, too. There's, Jesus, It's, it's just insane. All the stuff that's going around him, all the heat, and there's still talks and, like, legitimate mainstream news that he might run again in 2024... And I suppose they're still going to cover it, as, as if it's a legitimate option. You don't have to. You can cover whatever candidate you want. Oh, but it's the Republican Party's pick. So? <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to cover that as news, you know. Like, you can pay pay for ads on your, on your channel if you want. It's Donald Trump, after all. He's a famous con man guy. Are, are you not familiar with him or something, or... Why does the news have to, like, treat him as a legitimate political option? He's clearly not. News flash. He can't be president. You know? He's unqualified. And he clearly demonstrated such in four years. And not just unqualified. Worse. A very detriment to democracy. You know, pretty definitively. Obviously so. You know? Like, proof is in the pudding type thing. Fascism is on the rise, though. There's a lot more militant cops out there, it seems like. That's a, you know... It's more racism and violence. Outcast of the other. Which could be anybody. It's, uh... It's not good. You know, everything he represented was bad. It's kind of the physical embodiment of the seven deadly sins for the Christian folk. Avoid the seven deadly sins. He's a proflocutor of them. He embraces them. They guide his entire life. Now look at him. And then look at other people who embraced other virtues and how they live their lives. What they look like late in life. How they feel, look and feel. And how they, uh, the positivity, they uh, exude onto others. Donald Trump says is, is not that, you know, he, he's 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 not an embodiment of positivity or something. Nope. No, he's in the embodiment of the seven deadly sins. You you get to like physically see over a lifetime what happens to a person when they embrace all of that fully, without any repentance. Donald Trump says he doesn't have to ask for forgiveness because he has nothing to be forgiven for. That man. Wow. You know, his mentor was a guy, Roy Cohn, who many referred to as the devil himself. Donald Trump's father is another pretty nefarious character in his own right. Kind of trains Donald Trump to be a sociopath. Donald Trump had an older brother who was not one, and it killed him, one might say. You know, because it wasn't what the family wanted. You know, they didn't want you to be an empathetic, caring person. The way to be a winner was to be a sociopath. To win at all costs. In order for you to win, the other person must lose. In the case of a, allowing a person like that to become a president, who are the losers? Everyone else. Everyone. The entire society. You know, The only thing the people that voted for him won was they got to be a little bit more bold in their Views that are not generally speaking r- real popular, you know, the kind of things they're trying to instill. Let's build walls, let's be fearful of Mexicans and other people that speak Spanish, let's be fearful of Muslims, let's agitate and act violently towards people. Most people in that group were not that way most of their lives, but they got drawn into that kind of thing, supporting that kind of thing, abiding by. Nazi rhetoric and stuff, like, wow, it's amazing how many people identify as being Christian that are pro-Trump, because he's he's the antithesis of that message of Jesus, the complete antithesis. And I suppose many of them are going to say, then, I'm clearly not because I curse a lot or something. (laughs) I'm no saint, but uh, I'm no person that embraces the seven deadly sins either. Deliver me not from temptation, but deliver me from evil. So deliver me from Trump. You know, get me out of that. Don't, you know, I see a building with a big Trump on it. It's like a big giant sign. Don't come here, Gary. This place is not for you. You know, this is a place that's corrupt and has, you know, criminal connections and stuff. It's basically the front for an organized crime signicant that operates worldwide. It's a big giant fucking banner. That's what the sign means, you know? Eventually, that'll come to be... They'll be able to dot the I's and cross the T's and all that kind of thing. It's like a mountain of evidence, but it's like almost a literal mountain of evidence because it's a huge, massive paper trail. It's just various ownership stakes, exchanging hands with various other entities over and over and over and overlapping and stuff, and crediting some stuff, over-crediting, and just just fancy accounting. Mark, or, uh, Weisselberg, Trump's accountant, CFO, is going to go to prison for four months for in, his involvement in that kind of stuff at Trump's you know, request. But, uh, you know, not a reporter. or are just gathering all the information and watching the Trump story as it unfolded. The known connections that he had. You know, it's like, The sign was like, this place is cool with bending the rules quite a bit, you know, and that's what many people that were looking to bend the rules, that's where they went to, you know, hide the source of their money, money laundering, it's called. It's just so crazy, you know, like after his sixth bankruptcy, he was awarded his own game show. Just because he was famous. And he had some loose affiliation with business. He wasn't good at business. He wasn't known as being a good businessman. But he was a famous businessman. And that was good enough to make him the star of the show. But he wasn't really the star of the show. It was really the contestants that were the stars. He just was a way to draw eyeballs onto the screen initially, I guess, or something. It For me, it was the exact opposite. Him? Oh, well, it, it's just a goofy show then. It's not like a legitimate aspiring business professionals, you know, whatever, it could have been something different, but, uh, when you have Trump on there, it's hard to take the show seriously, you know, because, and then it's also kind of deflating, it's like, well, is that what business is, you gotta, you just gotta sell yourself to some fuckhead like him, just some, some asshole was born with a ton of money, and just fucks up all the time, but he's wealthy, so it doesn't really matter, you can just change ownership stakes around a bit and it's the company that's going bankrupt not him so you know sometimes he might even be personally bankrupt but then he can just sort of transfer certain ownership stakes around a little bit and then get certain loans back to keep up his affluent lifestyle that he's become accustomed to but a complete and colossal failure you know just a fraud just on every account For whatever reason, there's still millions of people that adore the fucker. It's disappointing. It's hard to stay motivated in this country because it's like this. Most people, I think, get it. But then there's so many that are just apathetic and tired and all that. That's fine. But he's a, he's a thorn in our side that needs to go away. You know, he, he has to face consequences. We need to take care of this. You know, we, we, this pressure pushing down on our society needs to be alleviated. You know, we, he's been trying to push us down into the gutter for quite a while, several years of it, and embracing a fascism. That's what he represented, fascism, okay? Fascism. And it's not, we're the United States of America. We have the Constitution. Yeah, th- those are documents that were written that have to be kind of enforced. You, got, you have to abide by them. If you choose not to, enough people choose not to, it starts disintegrating. Yeah, the, the words stop meaning anything. Like he, he boldly ran as as a fascist. That's what he was aspiring for. You know, he just didn't use the word. He's he's not very intelligent. You know, but that that is what he was promoting. You know, knock him out. I'll pay your I'll pay your lawyer bills for you. Whatever. He encourages his followers to act violently towards anyone that speaks out against. And and I was at a Trump rally where I got to hear it with, with my own ears. the sort of like what to do if a protester appears. You just yell Trump a bunch, and then they'll, security will find them and escort them out. And it happened at the Trump rally. It was part of the show. I remember all the MAGA people like looking for the protester. And they seemed to be confused as to where there was this protester. Was there one? I never saw one. Never heard one. But Trump pointed per- a person out. And a bunch of people looked and started yelling Trump, 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 and then there was some kind of cheering. And yeah, Who was this person? Where? I don't know. Did any of them actually see this person that supposedly spoke out against Trump? I just saw the whole thing from a distance with my arms crossed, just kind of shaking my head the whole time. Trying to avoid too many conversations with the MAGA folk buying, you know, soft drinks and candy bars and whatnot, various concessions before the the MAGA show, you know, it was the most boring, surreal at the same time, crazy, my first ever political rally that I've attended and it was f- for Donald fucking Trump, like, but I got paid to be there, so whatever, you know. Gig's a gig, I guess. <laughs> they paid to have, so that mega folk can buy sodas and other various snacks and stuff. So we were set up there and had a little station. I remember there were a few of them, like, just the, it was so hard to understand the excitement so many of them had, and the glee, and the pride. It, just, it was just like, really? no shame at all done um okay I don't, I don't get it what, yeah. what is this thing it was just like where does this come from like why this guy you know trump all the f- fucking people you know he's the one that's going to rally all those kind of people up and get them all excited this wealthy new yorker guy who inherited four hundred million dollars. He's the one that's gonna get the you know, the <laughs> small town rednecks all excited and he's he's their hero. He's he's their champion. That fucking guy. <laughs> his favorite outdoor t- activity is golfing. Using a golf court card, of course. He ain't carrying his own clubs. And he's even willing to drive his golf court right onto the green. He's just such a fucking... The only thing I find... I think there's something redeemable deep, 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 way down inside. Like, he was a kid once, you know. And maybe he was a snotty little shit. But I'm sure he was still a kid, you know. All children at some point are pretty innocent. Especially at least initially. There had to be a point when he was just a naive little kid you know, where is that human, you know, is it still a part of him, you know, if you watch the Trump Netflix documentary, there's a, I think I've talked about it in one of the previous podcasts, there's a part where he's being interviewed in the late 70s by a woman reporter, and he gets asked a question that's a very legitimate, straight up question, but he gets, he gives one of his, like, schlocky Trump stupid answers that's kind of sexist and stupid and it's kind of his trademark thing now but back then he was just beginning to hone that persona right after he said the statement he, he kind of slightly winced just ever so slightly and this was back in the late 70s during an interview and that was like the last whiffs, wisps I think of him having any sort of trying to have empathy or anything like that and it was him trying, like letting that all that go and just embracing kind of a complete sociopathic mindset. You know, you, you could like see it. It's like recorded on a documentary on Netflix. You can you can watch it. It's The scene where he's interviewed in the late '70s, it's a woman reporter, and he just gives a, a stupid, vulgar. I, I don't even remember what the specific answer was. I just his reaction to it, like the things he said, just said. It's like. He kind of wins just just slightly, but he doesn't, he makes the duck face more like when he he kind of like, it's like totally awkward, not, doesn't know what, because he he doesn't really do anything, you know, (laughs) he just promotes his name and company and that's it, you know, it's a big ball of nothing, you know. It's amazing how many people adore the guy. Fucking amazing. It's just... I've never understood it. Going back to when I was like... Before The Art of the Deal came out. However old I was when The Art of the Deal came out. I remember when that came out. It's like, how did that guy write a book? He didn't write a book. And then, you know, he didn't. He's the subject of the book. But he gets credit for writing that book. He didn't write it. <laughs> Tony Schwartz wrote that book. It's like weird that he get. New York Times bestseller author Donald Trump. Like, what? Fuck off. The subject of the book Art of the Deal, Donald Trump. You know, which was a New York Times bestseller. That's more accurate. He's on the cover of the book. He didn't write it, though. He's quoted immensely throughout it. Do not take that book as a some sort of life mantra on how to live. Don't do it. Okay? No. He's, he's not what to be. Don't aspire to be fucking Trump. You, you can do better. Forget all the gold and shit. There's better ways to be. More fulfilling. And certainly it being like him. Again, not that I'm perfect either. But my strange chaotic life would still take over Trump. It's like Prince and the Popper thing. It's an ongoing thing I've thought about a lot ever since I became aware of the Trump story as a kid growing up in a trailer park. You know, what would I be like if I had gone into that kind of affluence? I just, I can't see behaving that way. But again, he was trained to be the way that he is by his father, you know. I was in a much different type of household, much different values preached and coached. So I came from a much different environment, you know. And so I would definitely take that over riches, you know. All the wealth you can ever imagine, but you know, little love, you know, not a whole lot there. You know, kind of uh win a lose type and cold, harsh. And kind of training to not really be a man of the world or anything, but more of a a dominator of the world or something, you know. And it's like that's what he tried to be. That's what he wanted to be, Mr. Trump, you know. And not to it, it no goals of making anything better or anything. You know, it's just that's just get wealthier. Golf. Travel around, make appearances. That's it. Yeah, like his motivations are very, very small. His concerns of how his behavior, little to any, like how it affects others, it's just very dangerous type of person to be given uh, extreme power. And uh, boy, did he deliver on all the concerns of electing such a type of person to be president. It cannot happen again. I mean, it can't is the thing. The reality was in 2016, like prior to him becoming, it was like he can't be president. This can't happen, and it did anyway. And it, well, you know, it's gonna take a full generation probably to heal, you know, because fascism is on the rise. It's a thing, and once people get indoctrinated into that kind of shit, it's very hard to shake them loose. You know, they get very because obviously they're they're able and willing to engage in violence, you know. There there was hundreds of them that stormed the capital, but there's and there was groups within that that were, you know, even more malicious and had a even greater level of violent intent, you know. So fascism is pretty pretty darn scary, you know. It's group of it's groups of very angry, violent people, just sort of abiding by whatever the supreme leader says. Whatever group the supreme leader is angry with at the particular time, or whatever group he says, go get him. The, the angry mom goes and gets. You know They are faithfully loyal to their supreme leader. And for the current fascist movement in the United States of America, the fascist leader is Donald John Trump. And unfortunately, one of the two political organizations in this country, the Republican Party, Is still by and large supportive of the man, unwilling to fully excommunicate him from the organization, still willing him willing to let him have an R next to his name. You know, what are the standards to be a member of the organization? What do you have to go through to become a Republican or a Democrat? What does it mean specifically? And that's where it gets really muddled and confusing. So I try throughout this time as a recording this podcast to bring some clarity to at least what one of them is, what it does, what it's about, what its members do. What they became, what they did to become re- republican. They decided to become a Republican and they put an R next to their name. And then when they won an election or had promises of election, they they got funding from the organization and then they rose up up through the ranks they're willing to they're very electable and they got an R next to their name and then the Republican Party will probably give them money the committee sponsored their campaign yeah and the Republican Party gets a lot of money from various entities super PACs and stuff so that's what Republican is that's what they did to become one they declared themselves a Republican. What are their specific views on roles on government? How do they vote on specific policies? As far as role of government, what the Republican feels the role of government is, in the modern day, is that they should cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. So, And again, that's what the Republican Party is. Modern form. 2022. In fact, they. They did it five years ago. They cut taxes for wealthy and corporations. It was a top priority. One of the first things they got to. And then after that there was a lot of talk of it switched to some of the rhetorical stuff. We we should ban medical procedures and then criminalize them. It's another blatant Kind of shift further towards fascism, you know. It's um, the Pandora's box of just cruelty. The Republican Party is just sort of opening up while having gleeful smiles on their face. It, it, it gets quite disgusting sometimes, you know. Life begins at conception. yeah. know, yeah, oh, great. That's that's so lovely that you believe that, you know, okay, you know, I don't really know what the fuck that has to do with the law though, but God bless you, you know, God bless you for believing that. Don't wish you any will ill will at all. You, you person who believes that life begins at conception, congratulations. Okay, God bless you. Uh, I don't understand what that belief has to do with the law though. That's going to arbitrarily decide which women get criminalized, which women get charged with a crime. You know, why is the federal government man deciding whether or not it's it's in a woman's best interest to have a baby or not? Like, why does he know? What the fuck does he know? You know, like, why is he involved in that? I believe in life. Began, life began. Ah, great, 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 great. What are the realities of the law? What is the reality of it? You know? A young teenage girl gets pregnant and, and can't go through it that not isn't ready yet. Is now going to face criminal charges if she gets an abortion? Like what the what what? And then there would be like these stupid stories from anecdotes. That's what the Republicans like to do. They'll tell some story of their personal thing. Well, I, when I heard, I know this person that had to do that, and this is what they did. Wonderful! That's a lovely story. That's a lovely story. Great. So this 16-year-old is going to face a, you know, criminal charges for getting a, a medical procedure that no one else has to even know about. Like, that's the other thing. You know, you are going to be knowing about. Unwanted pregnancies. You you aren't gonna know about abortions being had. Nope. Pregnancies being terminated. You don't know about that. It's happening, but it's not like it. You, know. you will become aware though of unwanted pregnancies. It is become going to become a thing. And nope, the pro-lifers don't really offer much in that regard. The influx of unwanted pregnancies possibly arise in suicide. God knows. It again, it's a fucking Pandora's box they're opening up when they're going to dictate the government, dictate to women and and arbitrarily decide which women, are going to face some sort of criminal consequence for getting a medical procedure. Or it's just going to be just not available. What is the after it's just it's <laughs> uh, You know, and then they're going to say that it's because they're Christian that they have to do that, that they have to support this law. Nope. Because the law is not empathetic. It's not caring. So it's not a good Christian law. Stop hiding behind that. It's annoying. Stop doing that. I got it. I'm a Christian, so I support the anti-abortion law. You just contradicted yourself. Okay. You just contradicted yourself. Life begins at conception. Great. Spout it from the mountaintops. Shout it out. So how are you going to help and aid and assist in this particular situation? You're going to criminalize a medical procedure? That, that's your solution. That, that's your empathetic move. Hmm. It doesn't seem very empathetic. It seems harsh and cruel and selectively enforcing that cruelty. On a very specific group, it seems, you know, poor women are going to face a lot of consequences here. Rich white ladies are not. You know, but again, this is what the Republican Party is in its modern form. It's still one of two options, and they are the organization that picked Donald fucking Trump. Famous calm man dipshit from the 80s and 90s who came a fucking game show host. One of the most annoying D-list celebrities of my lifetime. He just lingered around year after fucking year, there's so many bright, amazing people in this country, there's so many bright and amazing, like, celebrities that do amazing, for whatever fucking reason, that fucking guy would just be on the news from time to time, and he would just, like, force himself onto the screen, you were, like, going to hear about this fucking schmuck, he just would not go away, I was so burnt out on Donald Trump in high school, you know, I was tired of hearing about him, the motherfucker became the fucking president, like holy shit so it gives me a certain kind of pause in how how long I am for this country this country actually elected that fucking idiot a fucking con man and and still to this fucking day August of 2022 there are still millions millions of fucking people that are loyal to the fucking guy like holy shit to get the fuck out of this place, kind of thing, you know, it's like, ooh, I don't know how long we are, like, we're getting into some treacherous stuff, you know, because, and it's like, the methodicalness of, of the investigation, that's good and all, but it's like, there needs to be like a, you you, kind of put the book down, and slam on take okay, here it is, boom, and it's the whole, and, and it's such a colossal pile of like, Everything that he's done wrong, but I don't know if there's going to be a way to snap the people that are totally into him out of it. They went all in, you know, for years and years and years now. And if you're watching Fox News daily, you're only getting little smidgens of critique maybe here and there. And maybe that's just when you change the channel or something. Oh, they're being critical of Trump again. I hate that liberal shit. And then turn it, turn it or something. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, how do how do they snap out of it? I wish I knew the answer. You know, because fascism is fucking scary. You know, I do not want this country to turn into a fascist country. But it was invited in. And, and many of the people that supported it are still supporting it. One of the two organizations that we are given as an option is still by and large supportive of that fascist candidate that they picked, who ruled his time as a fascist candidate, and then to seem to prove the point, when he lost his re-election bid, he attempted to hold on to power through violence. Now, again, it's Donald Trump, and he's a clown, and he's a fucking idiot, and he's unprepared, you know? So, yeah, his coup was a clusterfuck, and it looked ridiculous, and it was hard to, maybe even almost hard to take it seriously, the people invading the Capitol... Yeah, they look stupid and, you know, and and naive and dumb and God bless them, but what the fuck were they doing? You know, that guy, Donald fucking Trump, told you to evade the Capitol, so you did it? Holy shit, man. Don't you know that's a fucking crime? I get that Donald Trump became the fucking president, but... That's only because there's this weird thing called the Electoral College. I mean, he finished in second place in 2016. Hillary Clinton kicked his fucking ass. Um, But Electoral College is how we choose. So each state tallies the results. Whoever won, respective state, no matter what the margin of victory is, that person's electoral voters get to vote. And of course, all of those voters will vote for one candidate. Maybe one or two won't. But yeah, so you you win 100% of the state. Even if it was 51-49 or even like 49-47 and a third-party candidate got a few, you get 100% of the electoral votes for that particular state. So it's not very representative of how that state voted in that way. But then also the ratio of electoral voters to voters is not the same in each state. So it's stupid and And again, the reason we have the Electoral College is because there used to be slavery in the United States of America. And that Electoral College thing was a way to appease slave states. They would count slaves as like a partial person, but not a vote. But then the total state would have a certain number of electoral votes. So it was a way to give uh, slave states a bit more power than what they really had in their actual... But they had people. But they didn't count some of their people as people. Yeah. They were considered property. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, that's why Electoral College is still around. Because we just never got rid of it. The only reason, and, and again, applying modern context to the current Electoral College it is stupid. Well, we can't get rid of it because it, it represents, you have West Coast and East Coast. And say, shut the fuck up. The electoral college was invented to appease slave states. That's its purpose. Yep. And it's it's like in its modern form, its purpose to is to appease that ideology. Yeah. It was a way to get the fascist president elected. The fascist candidate got elected because of the electoral college. He lost. He did very well, but he was allowed to become president anyway. Because he won the electoral college, we got to get rid of that too. That that is a deficiency, you know. And again, high intellectual people they get all into this real, very philosophical stuff about why we should keep it. But it's like no, 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 no. None of what you're talking about has to do with why it was invented. You're trying to play well. Here are some advantages of why you could. No, 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 no. It was invented to appease slave states. We don't have slavery anymore. Thankfully, it was abolished. You know, got still a long way to go. You know, racial equality and such in this country. But yeah, let's let's get rid of more of that kind of shit. It's kind of it's. I would put it on par with uh, you know, tearing down statues of Confederate soldiers, which is not destroying history. The statue. Fuck, I hate that fucking statement. <laughs> Holy man, it's hard to it's hard to not go into a fucking rage state when I hear fellow white people say such a thing. It's like, how oh, the fuck are you so fucking stupid? Holy shit! Yeah, the history of the statue is the daughters of the Confederacy, daughters of people who fought for the Confederacy during the Civil War, funded those statues to be built for a particular reason. They wanted to enforce like that kind of the confederate south pride of the south type thing and those ideals jim crow laws were getting going they had a very specific purpose and that was the history of those confederate soldier statues that were starting to get torn down they were built because of racism you know When all no, they're commemorating Confederates. they're commemorating our history many different ways to commemorate the civil war there's all different ways to do it it still is part of our history whether you take the statue down or not You know, you don't need to look at it every fucking day. This big monument to a person that fought for slavery and was the statue was built because the people that paid for it, commissioned it like that thing. They like those ideals, too. They also like segregation. They also support, you know, racial subjugation. They supported that kind of stuff. They supported Jim Crow laws. That's why they wanted those statues built. Kind of to remind people of where their place is and stuff. Fucked up shit. So yeah. In a modern society and such. They had to be taken down. And it was a good thing. One of the main reasons many people were against it. Is because they like what those statues stood for. And they didn't want to admit it out loud in public. But yes. Many fucking white people are like that. They like what the statue represents. And... Again, when you're fucking when you're a white guy like me, you get to hear a lot of white people say some interesting shit. Thankfully, it's been a few years since I've had to counter too many just you know cause I don't I try not to associate with too much mega folk. I just I can't do it. It's just uh, too hard to stay cool. It's just it's too much insanity for me. It's too much denying reality you know the man is a con man that's just a fact it's not a political statement you know he, he bankrupted six different companies before becoming a game show host he had zero elected experience prior to becoming president the entirety of my life he was famous for cheating on his wives being racist sexist and stupid bankrupt bankrupting a bunch of companies just being kind of famous for being famous getting sued a lot lots of scandals get a cameo on home Loan too and that's it. You know? Then becoming game shows a big hit. It's just how did that become the path to be a president? I mean, look at all the paths prior. And even even ones that people might be like dismissive, like George W or something. Like his was probably a little bit more meteoric than some of the previous presidents, but still Governor in Texas and such. You know, served in the Texas Air National Guard. Like there's Yale, you know. Like there's markers there that, you know, it's a decent resume leading up. All presidents prior. That's more of that kind of stuff, you know. Like a path leading toward it in some way. But Trump had none of that. He just got more famous. And the fame got to such a level that people just assumed he was successful. Even though he was famous for being a schmuck, being a con man, and who fucked people over. That's what he was famous for. But it got kind of lost somewhere in there because the news was just chasing after ratings or something that they forgot to like remind people who he was. So this is con man Donald Trump, bankruptor of six different companies, famous for cheating on his wife. You just got to say it each time that that's it's not donald trump real estate developer no it's donald trump con man bankruptor of six different companies former game show host that's it kind of like when they you know oscar oscar award winner robert de niro or something you know they, they, they say the title that they have you know donald trump's title is he was the bankruptor of six different companies and then the host of a game show that's it you can't seize the the author of he gets, he didn't write the book, he's the subject of the book, so it's it's kind of misleading to say that he wrote the art of the deal or something. He didn't, you know. Donald Trump, con man, game show host, and now he can put former president of the United States of America on his resume as well. What does that say about our country? That actually happened? There's part of me that still, I don't know, doesn't actually believe it. I did see a Robin Williams movie in Vegas once, several years before uh, the Trump shit show. But the plot line was similar, you know. Someone ran for president as a publicity stunt, really. But then, because of some craziness with the voting machines, he actually won. It, it wasn't found later that it was the voting machines, but, you know, he wins the election and then... But in it, I think, like, like Bill Maher's in it, Rachel Maddow's in it, you know, other, like, real live people that are in politics and punditry and whatever, playing themselves, you know. So, you know, I mean, I saw that movie, but then it's like, I got to, like, live a more scary version of it even, because, you know, in that one it was Robin Williams. I mean, far more endearing and positive and person I respected and idolized quite a bit growing up than really you know Donald fucking Trump like he, was, he was certainly the opposite so I think I'll take that fucking movie it wasn't a great movie but certainly better than whatever the fuck these last few years have been various ways of trying to process it Some of them, maybe not the most... Uh... Some of them, maybe not the most healthy. Bad split habits. You now. That's been going for a while. And just... But, just grinding through. Trying to process, but then trying to like... What are the other options? You know? Because there's so much other else going on in the world. It's like there's... People year- yearning for... Chaos and destruction, or something. I don't know. Why don't I try to save this place? Make it better. Gotta just uh, stop doing the bad stuff first, stop chasing after dark forces, you know. So, hopefully, this Trump thing. He's soon under house arrest soon there's some kind of thing that's like he's just declared ineligible and there's a dissipating of this mega thing it so it's going away it'll still linger around forever like there's you know there's still fucking nazis around you know still to this day they exist it's a thing still gotta like deal with from time to time it's frustrating you know you, you just Wish it would go away or whatever. People just not do that, but it's just not how it goes, you know. So for whatever reason, people embrace that kind of negativity and violence and hatred and fear. Ideally, people would embrace more positive virtues, regardless of the uh, monetary benefit. I certainly choose the latter. Hasn't yielded massive monetary benefit, but I've been able to stay afloat and alive and healthy, feeling good, and uh, still hopeful for upward mobility. Hopeful for more of a balance. But this is a place that planet as a whole may have tipped over some kind of edge. It's hard to know you know, the planet itself is alive, we are just merely, merely beings in it, on it, you know, so if we will take better care of ourselves, each other, and our planet, as well as our country, you'd be having so many people trying to destroy it, I know they think they're not doing that, but that, that, that is what you do. That is what you're doing if you're trying to violently overthrow it. You know, you're trying to end democracy. So Hopefully, fewer people embrace that. More people dissipate from that kind of fascist, violent-towards-others kind of thing. Start embracing more humane, empathetic values. Hospitals. Schools. As a right. And if the word socialism... Is the first defense that you have. Just breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. We already have hospitals and schools. We'll just be funding them directly so that when people get sick they can get cured. When people want to get educated they can go get educated. What businesses exist outside of that? Well, it's wide open. It's wide open. Plenty of room for business. Ample business. Which is not socialism. Okay? I know that conservative pundits are streaming stuff in your school non-stop. That it means socialism. That's incorrect. Now, you've been lied to. Misled. Socialism means kind of everything is publicly funded, and that gets a little nefarious. It doesn't work in a democratic society. But needs, basic needs being taken care of by the public, and maybe there's some complementary things with certain business sectors, some overlap, but needs being met, healthcare, care, education, basic infrastructure type stuff, that's best suited to be paid for through the public funds. That doesn't mean you're a socialist country. It just means you're embracing a sort of paying for at least the basics to maintain the pillars of the society. You know, some of that stuff starts breaking down too much. You're not really a society anymore. You're not really a unified nation. You know, People are unhealthy, uneducated, making unhealthy, uneducated decisions. Generations go by. You can start having decay if you focus too much of your attention on a tiny percentage of the population. We are not impervious to collapse. You know, we have to invest in ourselves and we have to allow ourselves to invest in ourselves. We have to be willing to invest in ourselves, the working class. Allow it to happen. We are worth it. We are worthy of being able to go to a doctor when we are sick. We are worth it regardless of what you do for a living or what your religion is or what you look like or what gender you identify as, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't mean, it's not called socialized medicine. Why is that a term? That's such a silly, stupid term. No, no. It's a publicly funded hospital that people can go to when they're sick and get healed. Yeah. Jesus talked about that. Curing the sick. We're in a first-world industrialized nation. We have highly trained medical staff throughout the country that work at hospitals. Yeah. So those places that cure the sick already exist. The problem is there's this middleman called the Health Insurance Company that charges us a fee every month. They use that fee to cover their overhead costs, which includes... Dividends to the shareholders and bonuses to the execs that run in the millions of dollars. This obviously raises the costs quite a bit to go to a doctor because you got to pay for it out of pocket. Yeah. So we shouldn't do that anymore because it raises the cost. Are you going to pay more for health care than you do now? No. What will your total taxes be? And it's, it's like Bernie Sanders tries to explain this to people, but it's like, they just, they just don't get it or something. I don't know. What is your net income? You know, what are you paying for health insurance now and taxes total in the future? It might be your health insurance is zero. Okay. Taxes may be about the same or slightly more. So your net income is more. Your paycheck is bigger. And the doctor that you go to at the hospital is a right that you have. Yeah. So that's what publicly funded hospitals would mean. Your health care bill would be significantly less, if not nothing. So your net income would be greater than it is now, regardless of what your taxes are. It wouldn't even really matter. It would more than offset any difference in whatever your tax bill is would be offset by significant reductions in health care cost. That's F your taxes even went up. because obviously, the first place to focus on is the highest income bracket, the extro- extravagant levels of earnings that are way, way up there. There are people who are literal billionaires with a B. That's 1,000 millions exorbitant amounts of money. Obviously, you start with the excess. Obviously, you start there and kind of work, you know, work your way down a little bit. There's not, I wouldn't think, a real reason to change the tax rate on the middle class much, you know. And it'll be hard sell to raise taxes ever on the working class, even if you're eliminating their health care bill. But, you know, so you really start at the upper 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 ends of incomes the obvious and clear and obvious taxes wealth tax estate tax marginal tax yes 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 even if i was a multimillionaire if i can't afford to pay those then i don't deserve to be a multimillionaire okay if you can't figure it out if you can't afford a fucking wealth advisor a cpa then you don't deserve to be wealthy okay if you're worried about becoming poor after paying your wealth tax and you, don't do, you shouldn't be wealthy, okay? Then you're, you've over-leveraged or something. You're doing something wrong. If, if you're, like, legit concerned about becoming poor because of a wealth tax, you're doing something wrong. Okay, consult your wealth advisor, please. Okay, they'll, they'll guide you through it once those taxes come into play. Don't let the wealthy people who can buy all kinds of ads and stuff lowly into fighting for their interests, okay? Don't do that again, please. Oh my gosh, that was embarrassing. There was town hall meetings where people were fighting against health care as a right because they were worried about their health insurance. What the fuck? Yeah, your health insurance company is pretty worried, man. How are they going to stay in business if people don't have to pay to go to a doctor? What is it that they're selling then? They're selling you bullshit. Yeah, they're selling you nothing. The product they're selling is virtually worthless. You're probably going to cancel it. You don't have to. And the government's not going to tell you one way or the other. It's your money. Spend it however the fuck you want. I don't know why government officials couldn't give them a more definitive fucking answer. It's your fucking money. If you want to keep spending money at Blue Cross Blue Shield, even if hospitals are free, great, go ahead. Are they ever going to have to pay you anything back? No. It's your money, though. If you want to give Blue Cross Blue Shield a company, a for-profit business, money every month, go ahead. Whether hospitals are free or not, it's your fucking money. We're a capitalist society. Okay? Plenty of business. It's all kinds of businesses. And many businesses that purely take advantage of people's situation. Healthcare is one of those... Health insurance, that's one of those things. Healthcare is not a right in this country. So, this these entities can charge you a fee for the knowing that you'll have some level of care that you can access and not have to pay as much out of pocket. That's it. Because it's not a right. That's why those companies exist. So, yeah, they they may very well cease to exist if healthcare becomes a right. And so, you know, there's entities that are very concerned about that, and they have a lot of money. Massive amounts of capital invested in sub-ventures, you know, and also lots of money invested in the Republican Party. To help protect those entities' interests. To be very anti-healthcare is a right. Because what happens to the health insurance companies? Yeah. What indeed? They might even probably go bankrupt. Because they become completely irrelevant. Pretty quickly. Yeah. What are they for at that point? So. anyway. Still hopeful, but also kind of, uh, I consider myself an optimistic realist. Re- the reality is, you know, Donald Trump was the president. There are still tons of people that still dig him and are willing to engage in violence on his behalf. But, you know, we are still in the United States of America, most diverse country in the history of human civilization. We've gone through some pretty crazy times throughout this country's history. Trump is probably more on the surreal, crazy kind of side, you know. Um, it's not too many of his type that have really become, like, full-on president. And then, then this multimedia in, empire and all that kind of stuff, it's... Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a different kind of thing. It's going to be interesting how to put him into an historical context, because now he has to be. He wasn't really historically relevant prior. He's this. just a deal of celebrity, but, now he's actually in history, he actually made history, a dubious history, obviously, and history's not going to be kind to the man, you know, Um, he, he will go down as the worst president ever, he will go down as more of like a, like a wannabe of the authoritarian evils. Thankfully, was not able to get as much done as he wanted, you know, and to get on the level of some of those others. So he'll soon be irrelevant, and I uh, look forward to that day when he's basically just under house arrest and maybe doing infomercials on deep cable at one in the morning and stuff. Like, I swear, I've seen him do that back in the 90s. One can hope. And we'll start being a country that embraces positive values and start moving upward. It's happening. But it's slow and methodical as ever. So, stay safe out there. Make sure you register to vote. God bless. This is Gary. Think it out loud.